This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. The following podcast is brought to you by Rabbi Yehudi Shane, the administrator of Kashrus Anytime, which is a division of the Kosher Consumers Union, a 501c3 organization. It's advisable to have the pen and paper uh, when you're listening to this one. This is basically going to be addressing uh, some of the issues you may have when you're driving the vehicle, if you're a driver. Most of the things that we're addressing will be basically based on um, New Jersey mostly and New York uh, cases, etc. We are not attorneys, but we are familiar with this area and we'll tell you what we would do and we'd be careful about this. If you become familiar and follow everything that we'll be discussing in this and other podcasts, you'll save yourself much heartache, aggravation, not get nervous if you receive a ticket, and you may have to appear in court with or without an attorney. You'll also usually save hundreds of dollars by not getting tickets and you'll keep your insurance much lower the New Jersey Statutes for Driving is called NJSA Title 39. There is also a federal manual for uh, to tell the states and all of them what they have to follow in making signs, lights, and everything. That's called the Federal Manual for Uniform Control Devices. You look it up online, it'll be M-U-T-C-D. At times, you may want to get certain documents or videos or anything from the police or something like that. That's called, in New Jersey, an OPRA request, O-P-R-A, which is from the township clerk, or a FOIL request that you obtain from whichever organization it is over there. Be aware that many police in New Jersey do have a recording device that's activated 30 seconds prior to the police emergency lights being activated. It Many times it's very advisable to order a copy of that video. If you order the video through the police, it may take weeks or months to obtain it. So, the correct way to do is to make in New Jersey, make an OPRA request, OPRA, for the video. It costs about $20, $25 and they have to give it to you within seven business days. Prior to getting into your vehicle, make a visual inspection of the exterior of the vehicle. Window glass must be relatively clean. No cracks in any of the glass. Clear, visible rear-view mirrors. The tires should be inflated properly. Tires should have enough thread tread, that a quarter inch can be measured with a Lincoln scent should only be visible the Lincoln head when inserted into the tread. Please do give tickets for these things, that's why I'm mentioning them. License plates must be mounted properly, not hanging, and no lettering on the plate may be blocked or not visible, even though a lot of car, car dealers have a plastic thing that goes around the plate and blocks some of it. There are police that will give you tickets for that. And some of them will basically get listed as fictitious plates, which is going to force you that you have to go to court for that. You can't even pay for the ticket. Make sure you have a current vehicle registration and a current original insurance card 
unless your car is a non-New Jersey registered vehicle, then you don't have to have an insurance card. Uh, but usually the police are not aware of it. They might give you a ticket for that and a current inspection sticker. Make sure that you don't have in your glove compartment, wherever you keep these documents, that you don't have the expired one. Because if you take out by mistake the expired registration or insurance and you give it to the officer and he starts entering the information, then you say, oh, officer, excuse me, I found the right one. This is uh, expired. I found the right one. I'll tell you, go tell it to the judge. And then you're going to have to spend the day in court for that. So make sure when the new registration, new insurance card comes, take it out of that envelope you have in your glove compartment and take out the old ones. Do not keep any of the old ones there. All exterior lights should be in working order, including the license plate light. Hand signal lights must be working properly. No cracked light lenses. In some states, such as New York City, I don't know about New York State, if one of your lights are not working and you issue a summons for that, you may get it repaired within 24 hours, go to any police station, get from them a signed form that it was repaired and send it to the court and they'll dismiss the ticket. In New Jersey, that does not work. In New Jersey, there's a law of no ha having no snow accumulation on the vehicle's roofs or lights. If the car is parked, you don't have to take off the snow, but if you're driving the vehicle, all ice and snow must be removed from the vehicle, including the trunk, the windshield, and the hood. That includes also if you have a trailer or a semi-trailer that's being pulled by the thing, all of those things, or if you have a, a carry on top of your car, all of those things must be cleaned off of snow because they are very concerned of the snow or ice going off, flying off the car and hitting another vehicle or a pedestrian, etc. But if you're driving and you started the, before the snow started or just as it started and you're driving around, basically they cannot give you a ticket for that unless it's really got accumulated and it can be a thing, but it's basically something that can be addressed. In New Jersey, tinted windows may be an issue. The front windows in New Jersey may not be tinted at all. There is no this shade or that shade. The rear window can be slightly tinted as long as it could be visible to see inside the vehicle. And regarding the front window, some of them have like the top part of it because of the sun. They have some sort of tinting on that. The law is not clear on that thing. But they do give tickets for tinted uh, windows on the side, etc. That's only the, dr the drivers and the passenger, but not the back seats. Nothing should be blocking any part of the front windshield, including items hanging from the rearview mirror. Even at Phyllis Adarach, people have gotten tickets for that. And you have sometimes a deodorizer hanging from there. Or you have your GPS on the front window or on the dashboard or dash camera. Waze dash cameras should be mounted either behind the rear view mirror, so it doesn't obstruct the vision, or you could be, put it behind the sun visor area where they have it over there, because basically as you put down the sun visor, they can't consider that that you're blocking any of your vision because that there's a sun visor there. So that's where many of them park, but they do like to give you these tickets. Each passenger must have the three-point seat belt uh, for each passenger. 
It means you can just decide that you're not using the shoulder one, or you're not using the lap one for some reason or other. They'll sit on the lap one and only use the shoulder one. They can and they will issue summons for that. Now, you are responsible for every passenger in the front or in the back if they're under 18 years of age. If they're in, in, in Jersey, even infants and children. And uh, if it's a, an adult above 18, it is not the responsibility of the driver and they will issue a summons to that passenger that's over 18. Children under eight years of age and weighing less than 80 pounds must be in a booster seat in New Jersey. Passenger automobile in the state of New Jersey includes vans, pickup trucks, and utility vehicles. It is illegal to pick up hitchhikers on their own, and a hitchhiker can get a ticket, and the driver of the vehicle can get a ticket proper way of doing it is the hitchhiker should make sure that he's not staying in the roadway he's on the curb or on the sidewalk and you pull off completely off the thing into the shoulder and that's where you pick up the person otherwise yes there can be and it is dangerous and many cars stop and people stay in the middle of the roadway and they will issue citations when the, when there's a no parking sign or do not park the criteria in New Jersey and I believe in New York is that up to three minutes you can park there if you are actually loading passengers or unloading passengers or loading packages or unloading packages. If it is no standing or no stopping, none of those are permitted. If you have basically a fire lane or you have handicap parking, it's no stopping and no standing. So you can't even be there momentarily to leave off somebody. You're better off double parking leaving off the person again but if you just double parking you're waiting for somebody to come the law says that it has to be actually picking up or discharging of passengers or packages so waiting for somebody will not cover that and doesn't make a difference if you're sitting in the driver's seat the same thing would be by a fire hydrant you can't stop or stand by a fire hydrant i believe it's not the no parking one when you come out of a driveway the law is you must stop, even though there's no stop sign there, because you're entering a roadway. So if you're coming out of a driveway or an alleyway, the onus is on the driver of the car to stop. If he didn't stop and he entered into the roadway, he does not have the right of way because he violated and he should have made a stop. Every stop sign, you have to also yield to the oncoming traffic in either direction. Stopping does not mean a rolling stop. Stopping means complete, complete stop. And the stop has to be within five feet of the crosswalk, or within five feet of the stop sign, or within five feet of the line on the road. Not after the line, not on the line, not past the line, but prior to the line. Use of cell phones or any electronic instrument you hold in your hand, whether it's a telephone, whether it's your Waze, whether it's a GPS, anything like it the violation and the law it's not by talking on it it's holding in your hand or in your lap either one of those basically distracts the driver at least that's what the law is and they will issue a citation for it they do basically give tickets even though somebody was eating uh danish or he was curling his payas or something else that he was doing was scratching his ear and they think that he may have had a phone even though he doesn't have a phone in the car or anything else like it they are issuing summonses. So therefore, it is very advisable. Two things. One thing is make sure you always have a dash cam in the car, a good dash cam, because 
a dash cam will save you when the officer will give you a ticket either for speeding, not stopping by a stop sign, or if there was an accident, or by a red light, or who made the turn, did you go out of your lanes and you didn't, etc. It is advisable also to have a rear-facing camera inside the car, where there are a lot of them that are made that way, where it could show that the driver in the car was not on a cell phone. It will save you a lot of money. These units run between $100 and $200, and one ticket and insurance basically will save you more than you have that, and you'll have that proof many times. When an officer comes over and he sees that you have a dash cam there and you have that, he'll think twice about giving you a ticket when he knows that it's not an accurate ticket and it's. The only time a driver of a vehicle may use a cell phone if he feels it's for his safety or life or a criminal act that he's been perpetrated against such as somebody who thinks it's maybe going to hijack his car or something like that, or he's afraid of those kind of things, then he could have one hand on the wheel and one hand on his cell phone, or he was calling an emergency doctor if he is in that field. Or if he's calling the authorities to report a fire or traffic accident or serious road hazard or medical or other hazard material emergency, that is also permitted to use a cell phone. A hands-free cell phone, basically Bluetooth, means exactly that hands-free. You can't, you could keep it in the cup holder, you could keep it on your, uh, in your, wherever else you want to keep it, but you can't have it in your lap or in your hand, and you can't bother going looking into it because you want to get the directions, etc., etc. The fines for cell phones are very, very steep, and they look back, basically, 10 years they'll look back, it was the first cell phone ticket, I believe it'll be like $439, and uh, even if you get away, no points, and the second one's more expensive, after the third one, basically, usually a judge will take away your license, and cell phones, they will check from any state, doesn't make a difference in which state you got the thing, they will check those um, other states also, and they will count that against you. When you start your car, or you park your car, whatever else it is, you could not leave the engine running. The maximum you could leave it idling is three minutes. They rarely give tickets for it, but in many places, especially in New York City, in those places, they do give tickets for it. Got to be very aware of that in all the five boroughs of New York, there is no plea bargains. In the rest of the state of New York, there is. It used to be that Rochester and Long Island, those places, Nassau County, did not allow plea bargains either. It's either guilty or innocent, but those basically have changed the law. There was a petition filed for New York City that they should also go back to that there should be um, plea bargains etc. The insurance companies are fighting it very hard. They'd rather have it as guilty or innocent. The worst places for those for tickets even in New York City as is well known all over is Staten Island. Very very um, tough judges over there. When you're a relatively new driver the first year of the thing you're on a probationary it means that when you're on probationary and you get a ticket, there is no plea bargain for that. So make sure when your probationary uh, time is up by the year that you go and change it into a regular license. Because if you didn't change the regular license, you're still considered under probationary and there is no plea bargains. It's not that you should violate anything and you should have to have a plea bargain, but if it does happen, if you're living in, in uh, New Jersey, more than 60 days, you must change your license and your registration 
to the New Jersey ones and you can't use the out-of-state one. Never, ever allow an unlicensed driver to operate your car. The owner may be liable for his actions. That means if he has certain restrictions because he's a new driver, that he, has to, he can't have other passengers in the car, or he can't drive at night, and he must have an adult with him. Any of those things, even though he has a license, and he, he is not in compliance with those things, the owner of the car that gave him the thing, and he was an accident, whatever else it is, will be liable for it. Same thing is do not let a DUI, which drives him under the influence, a driving while intoxicated to operate your car, as the owner may be held liable for any accidents, actions, or other incidents. We'll leave this for now, and we'll continue this at another time and cultivate.